it's January. The hangover of festivities is hitting hard. Work and school loom forebodingly on the horizon. You're exhausted from two weeks worth of socialising with relatives you only see once a year. The only thing of which you have in common is blood. And you're about a stone heavier and essentially a functioning alcoholic after Christmas. But there are some films that make the dark, cold first month of the new year just that little bit warmer. I'm Rianne Evans, and you are listening to Disc 2, the podcast that looks at all things movie-related and discusses the imprints films have left on our lives. In this episode, myself and special guest Lewis Foster are looking at what films to watch in January and the ones to definitely give a wide berth that are sure to leave you crying in a corner, cradling a bottle of sherry in the fetal position. Welcome along to Disc 2 Movie Review. Lewis Foster. Oh, I'm <laughs> Big film fan. I do like big films. You do yeah. like, right, okay. Little films as well. Yeah. Quite good. Medium films? <laughs> no. Not those, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry for asking. I swear. <laughs> I don't know if you no. can <laughs> Start again. Um, yeah, how long have you been into films for, or just pretty much your whole life? All my life, hmm. ever since the age of eight, when my dad put on... S- Did your life start at eight? I can't remember anything else prior to this event actually because mm. my dad put on Saving Private Ryan when I was eight year old and oh, the first wow. 20 minutes scarred you for life scarred me for life <laughs> and I, it ran off crying and I loved film ever since <laughs> I remember my dad would shelter me from like bad films and I remember we were watching Titanic and then just before the end um, as the boat was going down like he sent me to bed, and then the next day, I, I knew in my heart that Jack Jack would die. Jack's gone. Yeah, and um, but I didn't see it, and I was like, "Was Jack okay, Dad?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, he was fine." <laughs> I was like, "What just, happened?" Just I was a bit like, of frostbite. "Yeah," he was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, they got picked up, they were fine," and I was like, "Okay," but I knew it wasn't. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like Phoebe on Friends. Her mom yes. does that. Yeah. It's quite, um, it's an interesting parenting style. It's a, <laughs> literally the complete polar opposite to what my dad would do. Literally yeah. Go, yeah, this is the world, Lewis. This is a, you're going to learn about limbs being thrown over shoulders mm-hmm. yeah. from an early age because it's going to happen to you. you know, On a daily you know, basis. I still, yeah. I still do worry about it. Um, <laughs> next week, you know, yep. that beach. <laughs> see me there. <laughs> Shouldn't joke about war films. No, absolutely not. Um, so we're we're going to talk about films that you should and shouldn't watch in January because January has a reputation of being the hardest month of the year. You've just come out of the most wonderful, what is known as the most wonderful time of the year, yeah, into the yeah. dark, dank. Yeah, Blue Monday in January. What is Blue Monday? Um, it's a song by New Order. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. Dun, dun, other than that, mm-hmm. it's... Um, it's. I think it's the 21st of January. Or, well, well, obviously not every year. Mm. It's one of those days, like the third Monday in January, when everyone realises that Christmas is over, life's back to normal, and everything's still grey and depressing, <laughs> um, pretty much. So, yeah, it's it's supposed to be something like the wor- the, 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 the lowest trough of... Uh, Humanity. <sighs> human emotion. <laughs> so, to Good help start. you with that, <laughs> um, we are talking about some nice films that can sort of... Help lift your spirits in January um, because it can be a pretty hard fall from Christmas. So what constitutes a good January film to watch, would you say? 
Oh, somewhat light-hearted. Warm. Yeah. Um, Comforting. Not, not too escapist, I would say. Yeah, because um, you need to keep a little bit of a toe in reality, yeah, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I think if you went full-born fantasy, yeah. then you'd just be like, oh, I wish I was there. What? <laughs> yeah. What's I wish full... I was in Mordor right, okay. chopping the heads off orcs. Yeah, okay. Well, go into the office. I'm just going to scratch off Lord of the Rings from my <laughs> You actually got I Lord of the Rings. I genuinely had Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right, uh, okay. I have other uh, options. It's fine. Cloud Atlas. You don't want to yes, be um, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get your head around that film in January. I don't even understand Cloud Neither Atlas. Neither do I. I watched about eight minutes and gave up. Uh, yeah, so did I. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Scott was very disappointed in me because he loves it. I just couldn't get into it. Um, yeah, so we're looking at good films to get you through January. Warm, uplifting, leaves you with a smile on your face. Mm. Um, so, um, what's your first choice? Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, that's a look. Roald Dahl. Yeah. Excellent Dahl. choice for January. Wes, Wes Anderson, as mm-hmm. the uh, Americans say. Um, just beautiful. It's a be- it is a beautiful film. And mm. it's my go-to. Where it, to be honest with you, it's really weird. Mm. It's my go-to film when I'm sick because I got really ill last year at, at university. Right, scrap that. <laughs> I got really sick last year at uni <laughs> just for one day. It was a it was a flash in the pan illness. Hangover? No, it was like a you know the the after effects of a hangover. So fresh as flu. <laughs> okay. So I got a cold last year at uni. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was fine last year yes. at uni. <laughs> Basically, I this film. by by opening that sentence, by I got really sick last year. I have completely uh, yeah dug yourself down in the January <laughs> hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, get the violins out. After <laughs> I had the sniffles one day yep. last year, and all my flatmates went out uh, on this big night out, and it was. There were always these Friday nights at Leicester and these events called Shebang Nights at mm. uh, the O2 Academy. And I loved them because they were so terrible. Um, but you could go in and get like two, uh, what do you call them, VKs. Oh, yes. Like Alco Pops. Yeah. That I just, you could, I, I'm doing that because you <laughs> yeah. used to be able to like, right, I'm, I'm pointing my fingers yeah, down like a, like a rabbit. Um, <laughs> you could like stick your fingers down the holes right. of the bottles. And like, why? Why? Uh, Sorry. V- VK hands. So, like, you could buy six. Edward VK hands. Yeah, li- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were there. Um, you could stick three fingers in on both hands into six separate bottles of, of VK. And it could be any flavour. <laughs> Apple was the best one. And you'd like walk around with them. <laughs> Any flavour is fine. Like, it all works yeah, yeah. the same. But, but every, basically, it was Edward VK hands. But yep. the problem was, you could then never drink it. Yeah, well, anyway. I just imagine you going in. I'll have six, yeah, six. VKs, yeah, please, yeah. putting them on, and then exactly. when you got bored, just it, letting them all smash on the floor uh, and walking well, they were, off. They were plastic for that reason. Oh, okay. For that reason specifically, and uh, cost you about four pounds for six, <laughs> and uh, destroy your memory. That's anyway. Brilliant. I love Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox because. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Because I missed out on one of these nights that all my flatmates were going to, and uh, and I I was just really bogged down, really grotty, and I was laying on the kitchen uh, sofa because we had a sofa in the kitchen <laughs> at, at university, like everyone standard that, the standard black pleather yes. sofa that every student house has, um, straining my neck like this yeah. to, on a ninety degree no angle, give. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no give whatsoever, and um, and I stuck this movie on. And there was a bit of a prize going on in the house, and I'd watched about 10 minutes of it anyway. 
and I just put it on pause because we were being a bit loud. And then my flatmate came in and he's like, "Oh, I'm so gutted you're not coming out tonight." This is my friend Ammon, mm-hmm. uh, legend, and uh, that makes me sound like a lad. This, <laughs> this is my friend Ammon, who's a really Ugh. nice, who's a really nice guy. Nice and, gentleman. Um, and he put like a little uh, <laughs> cold flannel on my head, oh, and all, all our other mates are like, "Ammon, the taxi's here. Leave Lewis <laughs> to die." You know. Um, so anyway, I, I was sat there on this on the sofa with this flannel on my head, like most people will be throughout January, I imagine, <laughs> and watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, and it just made me feel uh, ten times better. Fantastic, so, uh, would you say? It, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It was also a bit Mister and a little bit Fox. Yeah, very good, very good. I also liked your choice of words when you said "bog down" because isn't bog down. isn't it bogus, bogus and bean? Yeah, one fat, one, one short, short, one, one mean. mean, lean. Not did you say mean? Lean. They're all mean. <laughs> <laughs> one shot. <laughs> no, oh. it's all going wrong. God, one fat, one short, one lean. Yep, bogus, bunts and bean. I don't know. I don't remember the end. Bogus buns and bean. Hmm. One fat, one short, one lean. Lewis Foster, look out for my new single. They're like beans. I remember we would. We used to live in Darwin before we moved to the Isle of Man, and we would drive down to Blackpool quite a lot to stay with my nan. And we had Fantastic Mr. Fox on tape. Hmm. And we would play it in the car and me and my brother would sit quietly in the back listening oh, to this so over and over and over. Yeah. It's such a lovely story. Although the first time I watched the film, if I'm honest, I was quite tripped out by the stop motion. Yeah, like yeah. the way it looked, I, I oh, found a bit trippy. Yeah. But then the more I watched it, the more I liked it. It is fantastic. And it, it's like you, you think of Aardman, obviously, with, mm. so being English, British, Isle of Manish. Uh, <laughs> Manx. Manx. Manx Radio. Yeah. <laughs> you get, uh, yeah, you get so used to Ardman and Wallace and Gromit dominating and everything, and then this American comes in mm. and does it all in puppets, and, yeah. you, and you think, whoa, what the hell is this? But and obviously, Wes has got that symmetry going out throughout all the way through. Mm. The style choices in it are just incredible. The color palette, yes, that his colors in all, all his films, urban autumnal. Uh, thing going on all the time mm. the music beach boys mm-hmm. you know uh all 60s kind of bebop baluba stuff very good <laughs> um and also when i've just thought of it actually the long shots where you can see everything i'm sure there's shots where you can see them underground like running yeah, along and yeah, whatnot yeah. that is really like the pictures mm-hmm. in the book you know yeah, yeah. which and, uh, um, which is really cool and it's a great little uh, thing of the of mrs fox who who paints mm. and she does all these sort of massive maps in in gorgeous detail and everything else and you just think it's kind of like you're looking at a, a, a painting of a painting Paint- yeah so it's a, yeah, very strange, very cleverly done. Um, it's so good. Um, worth a watch. Wes Anderson, um, I actually did have down as like a maybe on my list, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm, yeah, that's... It's that's quite sad at the end though. So I contender. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the pinks yeah. and the blues. Yeah. Oh, Again. If I could replicate that just Wes in Anderson daily life. Style. Yeah. It's very good. And uh, yeah, that's a, that would be up there for me if yeah. it wasn't such a, I don't know. It's it's not exactly a like you say it's not a pick me up but it mm. is a it's a very entertaining film. If you don't watch the end, yeah. it's lovely. Maybe if you're <laughs> bored throughout January, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if January was less depressing and more just boring, then yes. I would stick a Grand Budapest on. But yeah. uh, no, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Some some really good um, stuff in that. Uh, <laughs> solid point. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually have. 
Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just come on Netflix. The Prom. The Prom. The Prom. I I saw the trailer for it mm. and it looked quite... Not your not, not your my, bag. Not my cup of cheese. I, so. no, not your cup of cheese. No. I love that. Um, sorry, I hate people that say, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> oh, okay. um, so I listen to, usually when I'm on the morning shifts, I listen to Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo film reviews on yes. YouTube because they're just like five minutes long, the mm-hmm. ones on YouTube. And for some reason, getting up at like five in the morning, I never go up at five in the morning. I get up <laughs> at like 20 past five. Um, Scandalous. Yeah. No. And, uh, and I play that because I find it quite comforting. And he talked about the prom and how he wasn't expecting much, but how as soon as it started, he was won over. And I was right. like, okay, I'll give it a go because I am a big musicals fan. I really don't like James Corden. I was going to say, is this the one that he's in it? Yeah, he's doing I really bad American accent. Yeah, yeah. But I've got to give him credit because I think he's actually very good in it. Mm. Um, it doesn't make me like him anymore. No. But it, you know, <laughs> I was pretty sold on it. Um, it's a Broadway musical, which I think came out in two thousand and eighteen. Um, the songs. I'm always really wary of new musical songs because I just think they're a bit naff but they're all really good and it's just super glittery and i'm not a massive girly girl but there's something about glitter that i really like <laughs> it just speaks to me um but yeah the, it's a bit ironic though because the parts in the film were originally created well not created but supposed to go to like broadway actors mm. to give them a chance to shine right. and then they ended up giving them to like meryl streep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nicole kidman <laughs> screw um, the broadway yeah <laughs> no yeah we're just gonna steal your story mm. and then give it to the the no, A-listers. I mean, yeah, it depends what kind of the how the story. Sorry, so around. yes, the story. Hang on, I've screenshotted. Oh, I've just seen you've messaged saying groovy. Excellent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd finished my pee. By <laughs> yeah, thank you for letting me know you were going to the toilet before we met. <laughs> That's really vital information. Um, yes, a trope of hilariously self-obsessed theatre stars swarm into a small conservative Indiana town in support of a high school pr- girl who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. Right. Okay. So they basically pushed her out because mm. she's gay um but yeah i really like it and mm. um and i wasn't expecting to but i get the vibe that you're not a massive musical fan um i do <laughs> no. like musicals no i do I which do musicals like musical. do you like um i really like <laughs> just just expect you to reel off like a bunch of like musicians and artists i'm like <laughs> those are singers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, musicals like um <laughs> Like the Bob the Builder theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, no, um, I, I do, uh, Lame is, um, mm-hmm. the, f- the film's not great, but right. Uh, so yeah. I, I like West End, I yeah. suppose, is, uh, is the best way to say it. Um, yeah. m- me and Charlotte go now and then to uh, to events in London mm. it went when we could. Um, I've seen loads. God, Billy Elliot, that's a really, really good musical. Yeah. Um, obviously, the film, not so musical, yeah. but, but also amazingly good. Mm-hmm. Um and I even like cheesy ones like Grease, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, there's something about just this... it being so naff that's so good. Exactly. And I do think January is quite a good time for musicals. If you find mm. the right one that's not too over the top, yeah. you know, they do pick you up because they just, they're quite shameless musicals, but they fully embrace how shameless they're being. Mm. And I think it's nice to jump on board with that. Have you seen The Book of Mormon? I haven't yet. Oh, but you know of it. My yeah, because my brother went to see it and basically didn't shut up about it. (laughs) Um, That's about three years ago. He's still on about it now. Yeah. In fact, I'll see him next week for Christmas, and he'll definitely. The first thing he says to you, you haven't seen him in a year. Let me tell you about this thing. Apparently, there's some song in it with some a ridiculous amount of swear words. Is that right? Yes. 
And yeah, yeah he, he just likes to sing that to our grandma every Christmas. <laughs> and, uh, Brilliant. She loves it, actually. Well, the guy, um, the main guy from the Book of Mormon who won a Tony for it um, is one of the main characters in The Prom. So mm. he's like one of the only Broadway ones. And he is hilarious he's right. absolutely brilliant you would love it i went mm. to see it last year for my mom's birthday went with mom and dad and honestly i was like oh my god i can't believe i'm watching this with my parents because yeah. there it gets really re- like no one is left unscathed mm. and the but some of the points they get to my dad was like rocking in his chair crying but they were like <laughs> song sex songs and all this lot and i was like oh my god that <laughs> yeah. I think you would really, really like it. I think anyone who's not easily offended, mm-hmm. go watch it. It's genuinely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, on the bucket list mm. of uh, musicals to go see, for sure. What's your second warm film? So, this is based off an article I saw the other day, actually, which was about the most rewatched films of all time. Oh, and interesting. And this was apparently number one. However, the director has only apparently seen it once, I believe. Um, and that is... Four Weddings and a Funeral. Classic. Yep. 1990s. It's it's in one of the 1990s. I think it's 94. 94. I'm I'm sticking to it. You're going for 94. Carry carry on chatting and I will check. 94. 94. 94. 94. 94. Okay. Oh, it is 94. Well done. To go with the Four Weddings and a Funeral. Uh, Of course, yeah. And... um, Essentially, you get you know what you're getting, mm. and uh, I re- Richard Curtis. <laughs> yeah, and I rewatch this all the time, um, or at least did until they took it off Netflix. Um, what uh, for for a variety of reasons, if not for the fact, and I think this will be a good choice for the January, and this is why I picked it because um, um, <laughs> because basically it reminds you how crap social gatherings can be yes. at the end of the day. Mm. Um, I think that's the beauty of it is you think, you know, there's all these glitzy, glamorous weddings, but, you know, it shows the underbelly of it and all mm. the all the boredom, the waiting around. The, the awkwardness. The, the, yeah. The forced awkward conversation. Com- forced conversations with your uncle and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and... I know. Trying to pull, but not trying it's to weird, pull. It's weird, isn't it? Like, the yeah. these joyous <clears throat> occasions, like, are filled with... A lot of yeah, yeah. you know tension and anxiety uh-huh. for a lot of people. Oh, for, yeah, um, and it's just it is just hilariously funny at the same time. And obviously, you've got a funeral for a funeral in there, mm. and it's got my um, probably my, one of my favourite scenes, which is the um, obviously the funeral itself, and uh, when the actor, what's his name, Stephen Hannah, I want to say. Yes, uh, yeah, he was the, in the Mummy as well, yeah, wasn't Scottish he? Scottish guy. Uh, yeah. He sings. Uh, sings. <laughs> he, his reading of uh, W. H. Auden's yeah. Funeral Blues mm. is just like one of his accents and everything else. Just mm. like it, 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 I love that poem anyway. So uh, to hear it like that is is very very good. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, yeah. The romantic in you. Yeah, um, yeah good choice. Richard Curtis is a very good. Well, he's a very he's very prominent in December, isn't he? Um, so he could easily spill over to January oh. because I think people, um, like people go so New Year's resolutions first January, but the twelve days of Christmas goes to the sixth of January. So I think right. you're expected to sort of drop everything and change on a dime, like yeah. eating and drinking and being merry, and mm. then you kick yourself for like failing, <laughs> and it's like just 
be a bit kinder oh, to yourself. Just I, ease I into set, it. Yeah, I never set New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I don't know about you, but uh, I used to, and I used to be like, bam, rigid, and it never worked because it's it's unrealistic and it's yeah. it's not very fair to yourself to do it that way. So no. just a little and often. Mm-hmm. A little bit consistency, yeah. Yeah, uh, end of the year goals are, are better, I think. Yeah. Rather than just trying to abstain from stuff for yeah. the entire year. It's exactly. just uh, pointless. <laughs> <laughs> like life. Uh, like <laughs> like uh, surviving to the end of the <laughs> um, Yeah, good choice. Um, see, I was going to say Lord of the Rings, but now Go I'm not going to say that. Well, it. I had Pitch Perfect as well, just because that always makes me yeah, smile and it's a real girl power silly film yeah not a fan i was a fan the first time i watched it mm-hmm. Rewatched it earlier this year yeah um, made my girlfriend watch it mm-hmm. um thinking she'd love it she got bored and then the cup song came on again <laughs> and i just thought oh actually no it's everything, it's everything i hate about american music that's a big turnaround <laughs> what know. do you hate about it it's just cheese it and is like, pure cheese yeah and I don't mind a cappella groups mm. at the end of the day. I think they're great. Um, but there's a certain a cappella tro- uh, trope, as yeah. you've already used that word, so I'm going to throw it in as well, mm-hmm. um, that it seems to be that you have to be as perfect as possible. Yeah. Pure American perfection, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. And I was watching this um, this video the other day of uh, of a song I really love by uh, uh, by this band. And this uh, this group did an a cappella version of it and it was just sounded so overly produced, and they were mm. sat there with like posture that had looked like they had steel rods yeah. replacing their spines, yeah. and they were just doing blank, smug faces the entire time. It just, you know, it just winds me up. I like a bit of dirt. I like a bit of mess. I like a bit of not that candid. <laughs> candid. What's candidness? Yeah, you know, yeah. Y- y- sincerity. Sincerity. Um, yeah, 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 something behind um, the eyes. Yeah, not everything has to be, you know, miraculously pop. perfect. Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. no, that's a very good point. And again, I think it it comes down to whether they sort of balance that so they get the right amount of cheese. But mm. it is down, I think it with those sorts of films, it is down to the audience member to be like, this is so corny, I'm yeah. going to go with it. Or this is so corny, it's going to grate on me mm. like a cheese. I think grated the good thing cheese. about Pitch Perfect is you've got uh, Rebel Wilson in it. Who improvised most of her lines. Yeah. yeah. And it's just amazing. And she, I think for me, she counterbalances the Anna Kendrickness. Because she uh, brings like the Aussiness is a lot more like English humour, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. I think that's it's a lot sort more of dry, exactly. self deprecating, mm. totally non American. Yeah. So, no, I do see what you mean. She does balance it out quite nicely, yeah. actually. Um, but. I was thinking a lot of mine, a lot of mine were were ones that I thought aren't Christmas films, but I relate them to Christmas. So can I use them in January? But a lot of mine are like adventure films. So like Robin Hood with Kevin Costner, right? Uh, the Mummy, mm-hmm. things that I just like grew up being like I want to be one of those characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I just think the irony in going into a new year, I think nostalgia is a very good way to ease into it because oh, you just definitely. get that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? I have seen Saving Mr. That's, Banks. I think that is one of the most lovely films. Are you okay? Yeah, I just, had to, I just had to swallow a burp. Sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to do that on burp the away, line. It's <laughs> fine. I was like, yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it like came back up like, through, the, <laughs> through the chest. Yeah, that did not come out my mouth. Anyway, oh, do not silence me. It's been a long day. Um, no, me and my dad somehow got tickets to like a 
not a premiere, not like not like before the cast and crew and you know mm. sat down and watched it, but like a pre-cinema viewing. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean. Like um, this cinema, I think it was one in Hull. Um, put on like a trial day mm. where they invited people to come in and watch it, and we then left feedback. And if we liked it, they would you know they would book that that oh, film right. to That's um, good. Uh, to run for the next uh, month or so. And um, yeah, it was it was really good actually. I, I like anything with Mister Mister Tom Hanks, and so mm-hmm. yeah. I was just Sorry, making I thought... sure I, I knew the right film we're talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, who, um, yeah, who does Tom Hanks play? <laughs> Tom um, Hanks as Disney. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, before we move on to films to avoid, um, I would say going to sort of animation side of things, uh, I really like the Lego movie. Do you? And Despicable Me. They yeah. always make me feel quite relaxed. And oh, they are good, You yeah. can kind of tap in and out of them. My um yeah, I know my brother's a big believer in the Lego movie. <laughs> He's uh, Do you not like it? I do, yeah, I do I do enjoy it. Um is Emmett the lead yes. character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a great character. Um and it is just really inventive, isn't it? And I love Lego anyway, so I just think the humour nice in it is really funny. Yeah. But I feel like you it, don't it's well it's been a while since I watched it. I've I've only seen it actually once, so mm. um but I do remember it being good and it is something you like you say, you can just put on and uh, relax and enjoy. Have in the background. Yeah, and not have to like analyze every every mm. scene of it, you know. You don't want to be analysing in January. No, absolutely not. It's um leads to dangerous it's actually places. frowned against in most societies. Yeah. Um <laughs> recommend um let's move on to what to avoid what sort of film in january would you say not to watch god um titanic any any type of horror film right yes horror is a good shout uh because i was thinking depressing but actually you've got depressing and also horror see i don't actually know this about you Mm. do you like horror films i love horror films yeah i Hate them. Hate them. <laughs> Let's just end this podcast now. <laughs> with a passion. And this can be our conflict. I, yeah. For the most part, I just don't see the point in them. I think okay. um, sometimes they're just like, why would you want to feel scared? Not that I am it's scared. A, no, it's a, it's a good point. Um, not, yeah. <laughs> not that I'm ever scared. They don't scare me. They're stupid. Yeah, they are stupid. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually pity them um, <laughs> because they're just like... From behind the yeah, pillow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I remember watching um, what was it Insidious oh one. see I can't I used to be really brave watching mm. them and now like I really struggle unless I'm watching it with someone because yeah. I, I used to just be like oh that's a horror film I want to watch and I just watch it on my own Yeah. but <laughs> see we this was one of the only occasions I've actually watched a horror film and it was with a group of mates at school mm. so we would have been about 13, 14 when Insidious Classic. came out yeah. and we was around at my friend's house watching it and um, I just nipped out for a drink mm. and I came back in right during this scene where this like person was looking through a cupboard mm. and all of a sudden this person who it wasn't the devil or anything, but it was like her, her younger brother or something wearing a devil mask mm. pops out of the cupboard. And I was walking into the room at the time, looked at the screen as it happens, oh, and no. completely lost control of my legs. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you were going to say your bladder then. Well, <laughs> very nearly. And you fainted. I didn't faint. I just kind of like, 
you know when you're on the bus and like you haven't got a seat so you're standing up yeah and then like the bus driver just slams on the brakes it was yeah. like that uh, it's kind of like walked down onto one <laughs> knee and walked a little bit like and at the same time made made this kind of noise that went ah, ah, ah. and all my friends were like well, you know, right? Yeah, Christ. <laughs> you know, everyone was acting all match. <laughs> I just completely melted like wow. butter. It def- it sounds like you melted. I can't believe yeah. you fainted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't faint. It just scared me. It just <laughs> it scared me. Yeah, it frightened me so much, I lost control of my limbs. Yeah. That's so bizarre. I, yeah. See, I wasn't sure, actually. I, I would have put money on you being more of a horror fan than not of a horror fan so that's interesting yeah. I, can, I can manage them and I don't mind I don't it doesn't sound like you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright I can't manage them but I like thrillers and like yeah. um, real life crime that kind of stuff yeah. I, I uh, you know that's what you'd avoid. In, I've just tweaked. Real life That's crime. That's what you should avoid in January. Real life crime, yeah. Definitely. Like serial killer documentaries. Yeah. I do I do enjoy them, but definitely, yeah. That's that that's the one to avoid, yeah. yeah. Um, horror films. Um, have you heard of or seen Hereditary? I've seen clips <gasps> on YouTube. See, this is the thing. I can mm. watch scenes on YouTube if I know they're scary. Yes. And the more that I hear about them being notoriously like, oh my God, did you hear that scene? Yeah. I have to go and find it and see it for myself, you know. And, mm. um, Drawn in. But I would never go and see it in the cinema. And um, I've seen some of the hereditary uh, clips, yeah, and I think, wow, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I that was probably the last horror film I watched where it really got to me. And mm. when I watched horror films, like I remember the first time I watched The Blair Witch Project, I'd gone to uni and and I was really awkward and painfully shy. And instead of going out and partying to meet people, I was like, I'll just watch The Blair Witch Project because oh, I've never yeah. seen it before. <laughs> and then it was so scary. I often have to genuinely... Check under my bed. Right. Look in the cupboards. Make sure, you know, there's no monsters or serial killers yeah. there. And with the Blair Witch Project, I had to sleep with the light on. Did you? It was awful. Yeah. See, that, that one didn't bother me, and I hate horror films. It's bizarre. I watched that, and I just thought things. all those twigs and stuff in the woods, they just thought, they look quite cool. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like a little craft fair. Oh, how nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hereditary was the last one. So there's 2018, a grieving family is haunted by... a by tragic and disturbing occurrences. Mm. And there's one bit in it. Do you know about... The I don't want yeah, yeah, the car yeah. bit. The, I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. but there's a, a scene with a car and there's two people in the car and then the aftermath of that, just the, wait, there's, the there's waiting. There's slightly less than two people in the car by the end of it. <laughs> exactly. See, yeah, say. that's a good way to put it. And then after that, the reaction to that, yeah. just waiting for someone to find out. yeah. Honestly, it was awful. Um, Ari Aster is the director and the writer, and I yeah. think he's one of the best new horror. Is he the one that did Midsummer? Yes, he is. Okay. So him and is it Jordan Peele who did Get Out? Yes. Yeah, those two I think are the best up and coming horror. Yeah, you're, people. You're probably right. Um, but don't watch them in January. No, absolutely not. Especially on Midsummer. God, I uh, that's that's one of those that I regretted searching the clips for the. Mm. Uh, the old yeah. scene and the old scene is uh, <laughs> good sound effect. Is uh, yeah, it's it, that, long that really got as well. Me. Yeah, Do you yeah, reckon yeah. it like it's you really? It's like sort of wading through mud, and I know yeah. that's the intention, but yeah. And this is why I'm slightly put off horror films. Is I don't like the the over 
almost trivializing of trauma yeah. as it were yeah. it, it take honestly going back to like saving private ryan yeah. and that scene on the beach everyone's seen it at the first 20 minutes and that guy's mm. got his his guts his guts hanging out and he's crying for his mom that was like my first visceral god it makes me like yeah, i feel it it yeah. was my first sort of visceral uh, your dad showed you that at eight. At eight years old, yeah. Um, God, I'm just thinking about that scene and it's the mum bit. Like, yeah, I could cry if I sat exactly. and thought about that too much. Um, and that that is, like, really well done because it's obviously, it's it's real. It would have happened mm. like that. Um, um, obviously, my reaction as an eight-year-old was to go up run under my duvet and cry, <laughs> which is exactly what you would do at eight years old having seen that. But whereas, like, yeah, it, and it's obviously why he does it in Midsummer, but the whole... When the the crowd starts sort of mocking the people that are yeah. that are having genuine reactions and screaming, yeah. it's like if someone walked along the Normandy beaches and was mm. laughing in the faces of mm. all these people with lost limbs and stuff. I don't know. It's That's just, a um, very um, quite a dramatic <laughs> comparison, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess like with horror, you have to sort of park your. I don't know, something at the door. Yeah. Because like classic, like scream and whatnot, where they choose yeah. to run upstairs rather than to the police station which is right outside yeah exactly um, I think, but i do know what you mean mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's that it's that feeling when you watch a horror film and you just you can't believe anyone would react that way re- well this is the thing about horror movies that get me as well is i don't like some horror movie fans mm. you know the ones that really get off on mm. on the fact that it doesn't affect me and or i can handle horror films or you know in that that kind of thing because mm. i just think you're sick and dead like yeah, at the end of there's the day, something a bit yeah and um it worries me that like some people would um y- yeah take pride in that mm. and i can't get that out of my head when i watch these things when i'm having a sort of a a real overt reaction, um, you know, almost empathising with this trauma that the character's going through. I hate to sort of think of a, of a person sat in the cin- cinema almost giggling away to themselves. Yeah, you know? that's it's a, psychotic. It's yeah. a weird thing, but um, no, 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 I no. feel about it. Um, it's um, very true, actually. And I I don't know why I like horror. I think, I, I, I mean, I'm, I think I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie with, like extreme mm. sports and whatnot and yeah. i guess horror sort of gets the heart Puts beating but yeah. i i really struggle to get through them um but i think the thing with hereditary that really got to me was the reaction and how genuine the mum's reaction was mm. after the car scene when she found out yeah. and just that scream went through me and i was just yeah, like yeah. good god like that is more horrific than anything jumping out at you you yeah, know it's definitely. awful so don't watch hereditary dear god <laughs> yeah. don't watch it stay away yeah in january stay away definitely. until you're like on a disney high you yeah. know floating on clouds that'll yeah. bring you right back down and um yeah, and this is where I'd go into real life crime drama, that kind of thing, to avoid as well. Is I watched Mindhunter um, a couple yeah, seen a couple Januarys ago, and it, it follows all. It's real life. It's based on real life about the guy uh, FBI who um, who established the the term serial killer mm-hmm. essentially, and uh, developed all this pattern of um, psychology and stuff that would you know help track down these killers and that kind of thing and you learn about some of the people involved in it and i remember like googling for hours on end about these different kinds of people and mm. i ended up in one of those wikipedia yeah um, rabbit spi- holes yeah rabbit holes where you're just going into oh i hear about this and then you hear about people in russia you know making snuff films for 30 quid and that mm. kind of thing and you just and yeah and uh 
it's uh, definitely one to avoid. Yes. This um, got dark. It did get <laughs> dark, quite, yeah. yeah. God, we have like <laughs> gone from happy, fantastic Mr. Fox yeah, to very dark. Um, look, little story, um, and <laughs> will remain nameless. Basically, when I did my Achilles and I was in my boot, I met this guy on Bumble, which right. is like the classier version of Tinder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and must have been about two years ago, actually. And we were chatting, got along really well. And then he lived in Liverpool. Right. And we were speaking on the phone and stuff and like um, watching films together whilst on the phone. And it was dead nice. And he'd mentioned he always kind of wanted to be in like the Secret Service or like really was interested in serial killers. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, yeah, everyone likes a serial killer documentary. <laughs> like you're more, They're morbidly fascinating. Um and he was really into them. And he said that he had, and he told me this before I went over to meet him. He was like, yeah, um, I've got a copy of Ted Bundy's fingerprints framed on my bedroom wall. Yeah. And he was like, a copy, a copy. And I was like, oh, right, that makes it that okay makes then. It right, but he yeah. was like, but it's because I would want to be the the agent that figured out the serial killers. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go meet this guy in a boot. So if anything goes wrong, I can definitely not run away. My dad dropped me off in Liverpool because I had a hospital appointment. So I was right. like, I'll combine it. And I had this in the back of my mind. I was like, Ted Bundy's fin- fingertips on his wall, framed on his wall. And then my dad dropped me off. And I told him. And he was like, see ya. <laughs> no, the opposite. He was like, here, here are your crutches. Like, I hope you don't die. And I was like, great. Oh, Jesus. And he turned out to be... A, a lovely guy, but and that's I was why just you're like, still seeing him, is it? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought, not the fact that he had bodies in the walls and heads in the freezer. Yeah, I thought it smelled a little bit. <laughs> um, but imagine, I was just like, this is a foolish choice. But um, mm. I'm at a very low point in my life because I'm walking around in a boot and my Achilles is right, sore. So yeah. I'm just gonna go maybe, risk maybe, it. <laughs> it's a way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, this is the opposite of what <laughs> yeah. I wanted this podcast to be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say, moving on from serial killers, teen romances. Mm. And like, I love the sort of teen romance. I'm a proper sucker for it, you know, and I know when it's naff and yeah. sometimes it doesn't hit the mark. But um, but other times I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Um, but then these films like A Fault in Their Star, uh, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, I watched All the Bright Places, which is new on Netflix. Okay. Um and they've got these lovely, like, happy covers mm. and nice names. Don't be fooled by it. Honestly, don't be fooled by it. They're both incredibly depressing films. Oh, God. Yeah. Not no. everyone survives, let's just say that. Yeah. The Fault in Our Stars was one of the first films my girlfriend and I ever went to see. Oh, wow. Because it just came out in 2014, I believe, yeah. when we just, we just started going out. And we were both 16. We went to see it at the cinema and it was just like, well, we're staying together forever because yeah. no, none of us wants to die like that. Yeah. yeah. So actually it works quite well. <laughs> Would yeah. recommend it as a first date. <laughs> Would recommend it as a first date, but not in January. No, definitely not. What? Don't date in January. Yeah. They're bound to have fingertips on the walls. <laughs> yeah. Actual fingertips. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you have any other films that you would say avoid? I asked my mum this and she was like, Sophie's Choice. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, you should probably avoid Sophie's Choice most mm. of the year, though, I would say. Um, I mean, there's there's films I just actively avoid on a day-to-day basis. Like what? Like the Marvel films. Yeah, okay, that's interesting because I was like, 
maybe you would go for the comic book thing, mm. you know, because they're bright and they're harmless. Yeah. But you would say no. And this is this will probably make me a villain, to be honest. But I like a Marvel villain. Yeah, like a Marvel villain. But I cannot stand ninety nine percent of Marvel films because they're just just annoying. But anyway, yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily avoid them in 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 January. Let me let me think of something I will actually avoid. I think. I get confused with the Marvel films. Mm. I just there's so much going on, and and I know it's very clever the way they've done it over so many years, um. But I've never been a huge fan. No, and my my, my brother is a massive fan who will go to every first screening, every uh, uh, yeah, literally, and will will talk about it endless and then endlessly. And I think fair enough, like be passionate about it. It's fine, and, and if you really like it, that's that's all the better. But. Personally, they just don't do it for me. Like the yeah. Avengers, the Avengers stuff, I just thought too, too on the nose. Too on the nose. Um, I've got in my notes, um, up, <clears throat> which is on both lists, um, because <laughs> what watch and don't watch. <laughs> well, it actually is, and yeah. I've put up is on both li- is on both lists. Skip the beginning, and then you can watch it. So <laughs> don't watch the beginning in January. Yeah. I would say anything hard going, like your mum said, Schindler's List, which I actually watched a couple of weeks ago. Very good. But then I do like war films. I See, I really like war films. And yeah. I thought, you know, I would watch a war film in January. Yeah, and so would I. So because... does that make us not very nice people? Probably. But it also <laughs> makes you sort of grateful for, for how you are. And there's certain things, I don't know if you've seen um, The Pianist with yeah. um, uh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. N- no, is it Brody? Yeah, it is Brody, isn't it? Adrian. Stall while I check. Yeah. Start singing. Adrian. Blokey. Adrian. How do you spell Adrian? A D R I A N. Adrian Brody. We were right. Yeah. Yeah. That film always makes me almost inspired to not be a Nazi. See the way Lewis placed his hands on the table. Uh, inspired to play the piano was what I was was expecting. Um, I always think, you know, it's one of those films where you realise how evil humanity can Mm. be and um, it almost, it it drives you to be a better person in Mm. day-to-day life and sort of, and it's not often that you get the chance to kind of stand up against injustices or anything like that, but you kind of, it it grants you a new a fresh perspective and it's almost like a um a perspective uh, what would you call it like a rewiring mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah and for that time of the year I think it'd be quite good you know to start the year off with a fresh outlook very good yeah, yeah. so you're sort of turning and turning it on its head so in the war films which are, can be very depressing mm-hmm. you look at it and can go well January's not that bad yeah um, and yeah, yeah. and also I can be a better person you know and like you say it's rare that you're you know staring injustice in the face but Mm. there are minor injustices that happen on a daily basis and i think a lot of people choose to not not that it always leads to conflict but a lot of people err on the side of caution and just all just water off a duck's back but it takes a lot of those little moments of courage to be like actually yeah don't say that to that person or, you know, don't yeah, say yeah. that. Or I disagree with you saying that, you know. And, and I think it's when people are being a, a little bit perhaps uh, spoil a little bit, kind of. Uh, just, don't check their privilege. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't check their privilege and they're just overly complaining or, you know, uh, or just being a massive gammon. Mm. And you just, 
and you just think, you know, you, you have no idea actually the black and white of mm. uh, of of evil. social dynamics. Yeah, of for good, other people. good and evil, as it were. Yeah. Um, so it's good to kind of get your get your political compass back on track. I think. Yeah. Very good. Thank you very much. I think <laughs> I think that's a nice way to finish. Actually, unless you've got anything else to add. Um, no, other than I'm sweating out my balls. So am I. <laughs> it's so hot. It's in so it? warm in here. I've been like, really uncomfortable yeah. this whole <laughs> 42 minutes and 27 seconds. It's been really uncomfortable. My good. my palms are sweating. These weak arms are heavy. Yeah. Vomit on my sweater already. Eight mile. Should you watch it in January or not? No, that's no. depressing. Detroit, the the state of it. No. <laughs> Avoid eight it. mile. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, on that note, thank you very much, Lewis Foster. See you next time. And uh, you have, have me back. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't gone to a dark place in January. <laughs> I just don't go back. Happy January. Ta-ta and farewell.